Welcome to the FinTV podcast series, where we tap into the collective expertise of the world's leading supply chain, manufacturing, and digital innovators. My name is Maria Villablanca, the co-founder and CEO of Future Insights Network, and I'll be your host. Join us every week to hear the opinions, lessons, and general guidelines from the industry's leading minds. FinTV, insights for today's digital leaders. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Maria Villablanca from FinTV, Future Insights Network Television. I'm joined with a special guest today uh, who is joining us to talk about something really interesting to everybody. So please welcome uh, Keith Bestwick, who is a partner supply chain and manufacturing over at RNG Global Consultants, one of our uh, very key partners. Uh, RNG is a company that uh, delivers significant business performance improvements. They're an international consultancy for operational excellence and supply chain management. Keith, welcome to uh, FinTV. Yeah, Maria, thank you, and, uh, and hello. Hi. So uh, why don't you uh, maybe tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, why you're here to talk to us? Yep, sure, Maria, I would be delighted to. So I guess um, you know, my, my background, Maria, primarily is, is in and around uh, kind of business performance and business performance improvements. You know, if you look back over... The last uh, 15 or 20 years of my career, you know, kind of what's hard coded into, into my way of thinking is, um, is certainly, uh, you know, understanding what it takes to deliver, to deliver business performance improvement, uh, whether that's you know, linking to kind of physical processes of manufacturing and supply chain, or maybe a little bit broader, but definitely trying to understand the, so the key nuances of having people adopt a new way of thinking and adopt a new set of behaviors to drive that overall business performance. Um, I guess my, my background, uh, if I look back to the early days of my career, was, was kind of predominantly in the automotive sector. Um, and in the automotive sector, you know, operational excellence, really, really key to, 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 to the industry of, in terms of how we're driving performance. And I guess that's matured over, over the last 20 years, um, yeah, to become general, general kind of you know, business, business transformation. And I think more specifically, especially for this discussion now, you know, the last five to five to eight years of, of my career, at least, has been trying to you know, get my head around digital transformation and, and how digital solutions can can help organizations on the transformational journeys. Well, that, that leads me exactly to my my biggest question that I guess is the same question a lot of our members have. Um, you know, I get a lot of I have a lot of conversations with people about digital transformation, as no doubt you do, too. And one of the things that keeps popping up is that it seems like digital transformation means different things to different people. Even within the same company, sometimes digital transformation can take on different meaning, meanings. What does digital transformation mean to you? Or what are your observations on this? Yeah, great question, Maria. Great question. I think, um, you know, the phrase digital transformation is one of those container phrases that means many different things to many different people or... I guess in the best case, it means a lot of things. In the worst case, maybe it means nothing to, to anybody. And, and the point is, I think um, it's, it's a dangerous phrase. And I think the risk with the, the, the phrase of, or the statement of, of, you know, we want to become digitally transformed is I, I don't really know what that means today, right? It, with the organizations, with the people I connect with across industry, I, I never have a conversation where somebody will say, well, yeah, now it's time that we start our digital transformation. That's kind of not really, really how it works. And I think the, 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 the greater risk really is that if you kind of put too much weight behind what a digital transformation can really be, just that the phrase in and of itself almost decouples, let's say, business and business performance 
from uh, the digital solutions that are that are available. And I think that's maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later on. You know, one of the biggest risks in in any uh, transformation journey is that you have a, a say an IT uh, hat on and a business hat on, and then trying to bring the two together, yeah, often results in um, let's say an, an outcome that was not not desired. So yeah, I think the the sooner the industry and and our economy in general um, accepts the fact that digital transformation is just fundamentally a part of business transformation, and I think the yeah, I think organizations will move more quickly and be able to navigate more effectively through the digital landscape. How much of this do you think is hype? Yeah. Yeah, I think if even if I looked within our organization, you know, there are a number of digital tools that we have adopted over the last, let's say, three to five years. Um, and I think the, you know, we talk about the hype curve, right? So maybe it takes two years for for the product or for the solutions to be launched and then to be fully adopted. And then in three, five years time, we will see whether those current solutions are still being um, yeah, used by, by industry as we expect them, expect them to be. Um, to, to your question directly, Maria, I think um, we need to see, you know, if, if I, if I liken the story of digital transformation towards uh, let's say teaching the, the kids how to play football on a, on a Saturday morning, you know, um, which is something I do, uh, something I'm passionate about. Um, you know, I think there are a lot of kids that run around a football pitch without any clear organization. You know, they want to score the goal. They want to be, um, they want to be the boys and girls, you know, with the, with the touching the football and, and creating the chances. But that, that team of, of youngsters right now, they don't, really, they don't really understand the game of football and they, they don't understand the roles that they're, they're trying to play. If I look across, let's say, the, the, the suite or the raft or the plethora of digital solutions that are available today, I, I, liken, I liken it to be a similar situation, right? We don't quite know how the game is being played. There are lots of leaders across the industry who don't know what roles they should be, they should be taking to ultimately win, to, to, to win the game. And so, yeah, I think to, to answer your question, you know, maybe 70, 70 to 80% of, of, of the tools and, and the solutions applied to, to digital transformation could well be hype. Uh, time will absolutely tell. And I think that um, I think it will move pretty quickly for us to be able to determine whether it was hype or not. And those that will remain and thrive in, in two to five years' time will, will um, yeah, I guess, will ultimately become the market leaders. Um, and then we're into a whole other raft of, of digital innovation, right? It's, uh, it's not going to stop. No, I mean, one of the things that you say, which is 100% true, which is that digital transformation is one of those things that uh, really is business transformation. You know, it, it, businesses need to be digital. I mean, it, it seems pretty ludicrous that we're in the year almost 2020 and we're talking about a digital transformation strategy yeah. for businesses. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things I like to say is I think that digital transformation isn't just about technology. It's about business processes. It's about culture. Um you know, do you think, given that so many digital transformation projects fail, that that could have something to do with it? Yeah, absolutely, right? I think um, whether we talk about a, a digital transformation technical solution or kind of an old school ERP implementation, right? Um, not that ERP is, is old school necessarily, but it's kind of been with us for 20, 25 years. You know, I think the, the that's 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 old school in this day and age. You know, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it still happens, I guess, right? So we, I, I, yeah, I still see organisations 
uh, investing heavily into, into ERP. But in spite of the, um, let's say the strength or the, the capability of those technical solutions, of which many are available now to, to, to organizations across industry, you know, be that you know, digital twins, be that uh, process mining, be that a classical ERP implementation, you know, the effectiveness of that implementation is going to be a result of, yeah, kind of how the quality of the technical solution, but then moreover, it's, it's about the adoption and the ability of, of people to shift their way of thinking and therefore kind of create that mental headspace to shift their way of, of behaving. Um, and I guess what I see across industry is that's a difficult thing to do. Right? It's, it's kind of, it's easy to go and buy off the shelf the, the right digital solution. You can go and hire services um, from many organizations to get those digital solutions embedded. But I think the key challenge for, for any change initiative in and around the digital space is kind of always what it's been, which is, yeah, how to, how to, how to adapt and how to adopt a new set of, of mindsets and behaviors across the organization. Um, and the organizations that I see doing that well at the moment are those organizations that have, uh, let's say, leadership, that, that have a data-driven data mindset. Um, what, what do you mean by that? I mean, it's, data is another one of those big things that is hyped up and also misunderstood, perhaps. What do you mean by having a data-driven leadership or data-driven mindset? Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, you're right, Maria. It's one of those questions. If I ask a, a, a prospect or a customer of mine, are you, know, are you data-driven? Uh, 99% of the time, the answer is yes. Um, but what does it really mean? Are they really data-driven? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right. So, so I guess the, 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 the key question then for me is always, so you're a data-driven leader. Are you really... Um, tuning in to the sources of data that exist across your business processes, whether that's, so whether that's a procurement function or a marketing function or a HR function or, or across into supply chain and, and manufacturing, are you really embracing all of the different sources of data that are available to you? And, and today, Maria, you know, 2019, in spite of the volume of data that you have or the, let's say the unstructuredness of, of data that, that's, that's out there, you know, the excuse of, we have many legacy systems or we've got old technology. Well, that excuse has kind of gone away now, right? Because the, yeah, the digital solutions, the simple tools are available to allow, to allow leaders to tune into, into those data sets. Um, so I guess it's, it's, it's number one, it's, it's understanding where your data resides and then being able to access, access that data, which may require, you know, um, again, quite accessible skills, new skills um, from data engineers or data architects but it's not particularly complicated. So it's, it's about being able to tune into the, into the right data. From that data, you know, it's critical, absolutely critical to be able to do the right analysis, um, the right analysis on that data. Um, and this is not about creating, uh, you know, an, an, an army of, of data scientists necessarily. I also see the organizations where they have uh, legions of, of, of data scientists uh, across the business, some creating great insights, uh, and some, some not. And so, you know, once you have access to the data, it is really about making sure that you can do the right analysis, apply the right analytics to that data, which ultimately brings about the, 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 the new insights around, around business performance. And I guess to the, to the point whereby you have some new insights on the table that are driven by the analysis from the data that you got from your business process that maybe you didn't realize that data was already available. Um, 
that's where we can link a little bit into the, the kind of whole change strategy. So with new insights comes, uh, I guess, the cliched paradigm shift. But once you've achieved that paradigm shift through, through new insights, then the speed to, to driving the, the decision-making kind of moving through into, into execution, I think, becomes, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it can go far more, far more quickly. And so you know, those organizations that do digital transformation well have a leadership team uh, that are data-driven leaders. Um, I think those organizations where they, digital transformation fails, you know, I think the, the, the leadership team have probably, possibly uh, abdicated that responsibility of, of, of really being data-driven. Uh, do you think data-driven also means, you know, like, as you talked about the data-driven mindset, do you think it also means understanding the power of data? So not necessarily, like you say, let me expand a little bit on what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. You talk about how you've seen businesses with legions of data scientists. Do you think that a yep. lot of times some leaders wash their hands of data because they think to themselves, well, I've got this team of people dealing with it. Do you think the leader of tomorrow should be some, or the leader of today should be someone that loves data, that sees the absolute sheer power that data can give you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's kind of non-negotiable. Um, Absolutely non-negotiable, and I think those those leaders today that will be successful, it's not even tomorrow, right? It, it really is a yeah. conversation for today. Um, those leaders are successful today and will be successful tomorrow. Uh, are absolutely recognise the power of of, of of data. You know, I, I I can wind the clock back maybe five years, eight years, Maria. Um, you know, a lot of what I've done historically is is kind of kind of old school classical data collection, right? And the data collection brings some statistical models or statistical insights. I can clearly recollect the time when you know leaders were very—I um, don't know if the phrase is condescending—or or, um, they wouldn't adopt uh, necessarily the, the insights that were coming from the data. And data was for somebody else. Um, you know, now the I, I just think the society in, in and of itself has, has really is, is beginning to change. Um, and so if, if you are a leader in an organization today that doesn't recognize the power of data and is not beginning to enable your, 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 your workforce to, to grow new capabilities, to allow the democratization of data to, um, to, to, to grow and, and, and to develop, then I think you give away a competitive advantage and, and good luck for the next 10 to 20 years of your um, growth within your business because it's probably not going to happen. Um, across your sector there will be other organizations and other leaders who are who are tuned in to a the power of data but then b how to link that through to the kind of performance of your physical process and obviously and then innovate that through with with digital solutions that's 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 i like what you said there so the power of data integrate that to the performance of your business and then obviously use digital solutions you know for that is 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 that what you were saying yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the, with data comes, with the insights that data can bring, I guess bring, I guess it brings with it sometimes um, uh, this notion of, of kind of giving, knowledge is power, right, to a certain extent. And I think what data does, and, and I see this, uh, the organizations with which we work that have got it right, you know, we now hear, you know, operators on the shop floor or you know some of the some of the junior analysts or you know process owners of of, of all the, the the availability that those 
people in business now have to the, the right data to bring new insights, it's just increased exponentially. And so now it's not the domain or the realm of the leadership team to, to have the insights and to have the knowledge and therefore to have the power. I guess what's happening now is, is um, there are those people within organizations who, who are adopting a new, a new mindset and are embracing the data. I think, um, yeah, I think they are, they are uh, kind of key to, to supporting this, this, this democratization of data whereby the solutions and the, and the knowledge and the insights can come from anywhere within the organization. And so I guess what gets in the way sometimes of, of leadership teams is to recognize that you know, those new insights, those new opportunities for improvement and for growth within the business structured in the right way can almost come from anywhere within the, within the business. Um, and I think that's probably one of the key enablers to, to having an organization become digitally enabled. So how do you get a decision maker today or some, you know, someone running a supply chain or a manufacturing today to learn to love data? Yeah. yeah good question. Good question, Maria. And I think, yeah. So, I guess it, it links a little bit to the, uh, let's say the barrier to entry of, of, of data, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, the barrier to entry of, of really bringing those insights um, from your physical process into the, into the boardroom, uh, it, it was a big job, right? So yeah. yeah, 20 years, GE, Jack Welch, investing billions in, in the deployments of Six Sigma to get the data, to bring the insights, to drive business performance. That's kind of a huge barrier to entry. Um, that the barriers to entry now are, are, are basically being kicked down, right? Um, whether you're running an ERP system, um, a planning system, a transportation system, a logistics system, an order entry system, Excel spreadsheets, access databases, you know, the, the, the ability now to, to plug in to all of the data that resides within all of those systems across the, the business landscape. Um, yeah, it can kind of be done, uh, maybe not in an afternoon, but over a short, short time frame. you can plug into the right systems, get the right data out, and then bring those, bring those insights through the right analysis. So I guess the, the barrier to entry is reduced. The, the cost ultimately and the complexity of, of getting those insights is now far lower than it was historically. You need to be organized, you need to ask the right questions of the right data, you need to get access to the right data. Um, but, but you know, I, I guess taking the right structured approach uh, in doing so, yeah, will bring speed to overall business business impact. Um, and personally, you know, I, I hear leadership teams tune into into data when we put new insights on the table that ultimately will will result in in uh, improving or delivering, a, a, say, a significant business impact. Okay, so so given what you said about how barriers for entry are low, it looks like there are disruptive companies coming in that could potentially take market share from traditional players. So, you know, I liked one of the things that you said earlier, which is that good luck staying competitive in, you know, good luck to your business in the next five to 10 years if you don't adopt this sort of, this sort of data-driven leadership. Yeah. Um, from what I gather from what you're saying, you can change, you know, so uh, senior people today can learn to take data seriously, can embrace a data-driven culture. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. And I think it, it's absolutely a case of being, yeah, I, think, I think every organization is on, on, is on a slightly different journey towards becoming digitally transformed. And I think that's the other 
risk with this phrase was this dangerous phrase of digital transformation is that it doesn't really pay much respect to let's say the starting position of 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 an organization on the on the digital transformation journey maria and i think you know if we were to take just a quick snapshot of you know the different types of industries in which we operate and organizations that we work, work with you know we are talking now to we're talking to some kind of east coast u.s startups right who are completely digital um digital in in how they interact with their customers digital and how they how they um manage their business process um and, and completely cutting edge in terms of um you know, being a data-driven or a digital a digitally enabled organization in, in 2019 but what we see even talking to those organizations is that they they kind of fail sometimes to understand what it means to link the the data that they have that describes the performance of their business to their physical processes and then drive those uh those new behaviors even within these these kind of new age new edge digital digital startups um, I guess that's that's at one end of, of, of the spectrum. At the other end of the spectrum, you know, I, I, I'm talking with and I'm working with some, let's say, classical industrial organisations that have been running, you know, say chemical processes uh, for the last 70 years, and and you know they have a, an established way of thinking and an established way of working. Um, but, but but being able to work with those companies to just show them the art of the possible to take the information that exists within their processes and then convince the people um, within those businesses that actually, you know, it, it's not too difficult to get access to the right data. It's not too difficult to build on your 70 years of, of, of knowledge uh, processing in the way that you always did. Uh, and in doing so, we can take a small step now to becoming more digitally transformed. So yeah, I guess there's the challenges are, are, are different at different ends at both ends of the, of the spectrum, uh, but I think what's important is to be respectful of the fact that everybody's starting position is is, is slightly different. Um, and as I said, I think at the top of the call, you know, there is no there is no switch that will be flicked uh, overnight that will say all of a sudden we are now a, a digitally transformed company. Um, let's let's take it back. Let's take it back. So, sorry, sorry. Let's take it back to business processes. Uh, you know, we talked about digital transformation, you know, people seem to be focusing on the digital aspect of digital transformation. You hear a lot about AI and you hear a lot about robotics and uh, machine learning and blockchain and, you know, all these fantastic, great new words. But if they're layered on top of old fashioned business processes or processes that don't work, is that one of the reasons why digital transformation projects fail? Yeah, I guess so. I think there is. Um, I had a conversation last week with um, with a leader within a, a financial services organisation, um, and they are deep into the digital transformation journey, right? Um, yeah. And so my question was, well, what does that mean to, to your organisation? And and um, you know, the response that I got was was we well we've we've now set up our RPA centre of excellence. Um, We've gone, we've gone big on robotic process automation, and we're now scaling that across the business, um, which is good, right? So that's that's digital transformation, absolutely, and that's embracing the, the technology that's out there and, and, and is evolving today, uh, and that's applying it to, to a physical process. I guess what I, I, I also heard in, in the dialogue with uh, 
I, I had with this guy last week was, um, you know, the, the the impact now that's that that they are being, being that they are able to extract from the deployments of RPA as they scale it up across the business. The impact becomes less over time. So I guess they start with, uh, you know, the quick wins and the those functional areas of the business where automation is is applicable. But if you begin to automate those processes, which are already inefficient or not particularly uh, effective in, in delivering the outcome as, as required, or if you don't take an end-to-end process-based view of, of how your organization really operates, and that means you know, how you manage your, let's say your inbound demand all the way through to delivering service to, to your customers. If you're not taking that end-to-end holistic view, um, and if you're going to automate um, say tasks or activities within those processes, almost on an ad hoc basis, well, the risk is you, you then build inefficiency into your process and you make it 10 times more difficult to unpick, um, to unpick the, the, the effect of the automation that maybe you, 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 you've implemented. And so, you know, I guess it's, it's you know, the, 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 the question of, you know, is all these digital solutions, digital tools now hype? Uh, I think that we're coming to the end of the hype curve on, on RPA and, and automation. And now what's becoming abundantly clear to me at least is you know, the new tools which are becoming more prevalent and more available with a lower um, a barrier to entry, such as process mining or creating a digital twin. Yeah, we are now able to kind of expand our view of overall business process performance not to automate in isolation and build an inefficiency and create the satisfaction at the customer end, but then be able to take a holistic view, very much data-driven, very much by creating a, a digital twin. Uh, and then almost in a, like an Exocet missile, right? You can then deploy yep. automation uh, with a very specific uh, targeted focused outcome. Um, and so I guess that's, that's one of the risks I see, certainly across the service sector, is uh, kind of the adoption of automation uh, missing the business impact, whereas now there are tools out there, absolutely, that can ensure that you you, you deliver that business impact uh, overall. Do you think that a lot of times technology is purchased or implemented within a business without looking at the business case for the sake of technology? Yeah, I think so. I, I guess um, my, my way of working classically has always been to yeah, stick the dollars on the table and really stand behind the return on investment that's, um, that's available. Again, linking a little bit back to the story around automation, uh, the conversation I had last week, uh, it, it, there is kind of a, certainly across financial services, I think there is a you know, kind of, the, to maintain a competitive advantage, organizations know that they need to adapt uh, and, and adopt new new technologies and so yeah maybe it gives some comfort or some satisfaction to um, to business leaders today to invest almost for the sake of investing quite knowing that that maybe the investment is not necessarily going to pay off in the short term but equally i guess the chance to learn and grow and develop as an organization towards something which is becoming digitally transformed or to have a leadership team become uh, more data driven in their mindset I guess that is a payoff in and of itself. Um, but yeah, the, the pace of change, the complexity within organizations, the complexity of deploying the right tools in the right way, uh, it's, I think it's getting more difficult. Uh, and so investments for investment's sake, 
yeah, it's kind of a, it's a risky, it's a, it's a risky business, especially when you move away from, um, let's say cash, cash rich, uh, blue chip organizations, you know, the bets that are placed across industry, um, something more classical industrial organizations, those bets need to be well informed and well judged. And so, yeah, investments for investment's sake is not going to pay off across our whole economy, I would say. What advice would you give to companies that uh, perhaps when they're listening to this podcast would think, well, yeah, I'm actually, I, I think we did do take data seriously, but then deep down actually really start to think about it and think maybe we don't. Yeah, I think, I think it's all about how you view, it's really how new, how, how do you view, um, the question in my mind is always, how do you really view digital transformation and how do you view the, the adoption of a data-driven mindset within your organization? And we've spoken a little bit about what it means to become a, a data-driven leader. You know, it's about accessing the right data, doing the right analysis, bringing those insights, driving the decisions and then, and then executing. Um, I think that's absolutely key uh, to kind of getting started on that, um, on that journey. I think the, the ability or sometimes the inability to link the, the, the data that you have to the performance of your physical processes. Um, I, I think the ability to link, make that link is, is absolutely key um, to helping shift the mindsets um, and, and have the, the people within organizations see the brutal reality of their own performance or the, brutal, or, or the beautiful success also of, of their own performance. But you need to be able to link that data to, to, to physical processes. Um, I think once the data is linked to the physical process, it's then yeah, clearly, you know, you need, to build the, you need to build the analytical capability across the organization, which means not only being able to access the information that resides within the process, it's also having access to, to the right tools and the right solutions and having the skill set and the capability um, to, to, to take some meaning from, from, from the analysis, from the insights. And that's, that's not just an, an IT-led or an IT-driven uh, initiative, right? That's really where, you know, IT and, and, and business uh, really, really needs to come together. And I guess at some point in the near future, that dissemination of IT and business will ultimately, I guess, um, become, become less. Um, and then I think the, you know, another key element to, to the whole getting started on a, on a transformation journey is, is knowing that there is a, yeah, a landscape of digital tools, which is, to be quite honest, it's quite overwhelming. Um, and, and as we spoke about earlier, Maria, that the pace of change is, is so quick that those digital tools and digital solutions, they will change again, you know, given, I don't know, on an 18 month, two year cycle, I expect to see new solutions coming to, coming to the market. And so, as you build analytical capability within your organization, you need to make sure that you have your organization prepared and ready to accept new digital tools and digital solutions. Um, and then I think it's, uh, finally, and maybe uh, something last but, but not least is, is that ability to, to, to really believe in, in the democratization of, of data and information and be prepared to, to give away that power now. Um, to, to, the, to, the, to the whole organization. Um, and I think that's, that's really what, uh, that's the dialogue that I like to have with, with leaders in industry today when they are thinking about 
you know, how to improve business performance and how to embrace the, 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 the phrase digital transformation and how do we really bring those two things together. So improving business performance is very much the ultimate goal, isn't it? Not adopting technology for the sake of adopting technology. Uh, and, and being able to see how that data can be linked to improved performance within their businesses. Is there sort of a, uh, I don't know, is there something that you do when you go in to talk to organizations in advance of speaking with them to ascertain how their mindset is with regards to data and digital transformation? Because I imagine you don't take on every project, you take on the projects that you think, well, people are, people have the right mindset or can change. Yep. Yeah. And I guess I also need to be clear, Maria, in that, um, you know, what, what I don't do and what we don't do uh, within our business is, is necessarily push a, a technological solution or, or a digital solution um, into an organization. I guess where we, where we always start the dialogue is, is really to tune into the, you know, what are the real needs of, of the business? Um, we, we can sometimes talk about the, let's say the maturity of an organization to, to accept uh, a more digital way of thinking. Um, but primarily for us, um, and, and, and certainly for me, you know, if there is no real business purpose or real business need behind the, 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 the initiative that, that we would be discussing, um, then yeah, I, I, for me, it's always difficult to, to kind of decouple any potential digital solution with a specific business purpose or with a specific business outcome in mind. And so I guess the first step that I always take with any organization is really to make sure that the, the organization is absolutely tuned in to the business outcome it's looking to achieve. Um, and that will always come back to classical, um, classical measures of performance you know whether it's it's service delivery performance whether it's you know, supply chain optimization uh, productivity uh, throughout throughout the business uh, overall improvements in material productivity or or quality performance you know i think those the business topics that make businesses successful today and tomorrow are not going to change right the improvements agenda um, should not change necessarily it's just that the the path that we now follow to deliver those outcomes, yeah, it can be far, far quicker. It can be far more impactful through the adoption of of digital solutions and, and data driven leadership. Well, clear, clearly, uh, clearly, there's improvement. You know, that's why people or they're they're striving for improvement. That's why people are looking to take this seriously, also to gain competitive advantage. Um, but there are a lot of pitfalls, as you say. You know, the pace of change is enormous. The digital solutions that are out there they are confusing hyped up. Uh, it's very difficult to tell what, what is right. I think it's important to talk to companies like yourselves, talk to you to really ascertain whether or not the business performances, sorry, the business processes underneath uh, are actually up to scratch. But what would you say, what would be the biggest advice that you would give to someone who perhaps is leading a supply chain or a manufacturing process at the moment and is confused about the future, confused about what they should do, uh, what, what do you think they should be looking to do right now? I think what's always absolutely key in, in determining how to, it's, it's a classic question, right? How, how to get started and, you know, back to the, the, the top of our conversation, Marie, you know, we said digital transformation really is, uh, is, uh, it's a dangerous phrase. Um, 
because it can become kind of so overwhelming to understand well how do we how do we really start um i think that you know the, the biggest piece of advice i would give to to any leader who is who is now embarking upon a digital transformation journey is really to have the have the end in mind even today but the end is not in um in five years or 10 years time in spite of what a digital strategy might might suggest um the pace of change and the enablement of digital solutions it is so quick now that i think you know you, we need to be very very focused on the on the outcomes and the solutions that need to be need to be delivered into the business and the impact that needs to be to be generated around classical uh, measures of, of business performance and then we can innovate and we can use the the right methodologies and, and embrace the right digital solutions to bring about that um, that business impact and so for me you know in spite of the, the complexity of the landscape in which we operate around uh, the digital space um, in spite of all the methodologies and all the theories and all the approaches that that could be considered uh, i think what's important for any leader now is to be absolutely crystal clear on on what is the business purpose that you are embarking upon now what outcome do you want to deliver and then kind of uh, accept that you know in 2019 there is maybe a, a different way to consider uh, tackling that solution um, and so come with come with an open mind you know be prepared to learn be prepared to move quickly uh, yeah and, and absolutely be prepared to accept a new way of thinking to bring new performance well and question everything you know question your uh uh, the structures that you currently have, question the uh, the people that you currently have, the processes, the, you know, I, I think not necessarily accept, as you say, the pace of change is so dramatic, you have to do, you have to really question what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, within, within RNG, you know, we, we um, I was introduced to a new, a new, a new phrase a couple of weeks ago, which was, um, somebody asked me if I was a digital immigrant, or am I a digital native? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 and somebody put a, a time frame into this as well. Apparently, there is a year when you are born whereby you get yep. fired as a as a digital native. Um, I was before. That's not us. That's not. No, absolutely. Um, and so I guess I was a little bit uh, maybe taken aback to the fact that uh, you know I am a, a digital immigrant. Um, and so you know, if leadership teams, if leaders can can accept the fact that you know the the world of, of, of business, the world of industry is changing. Uh, and if, you know, if you are a digital immigrant and if you're still trying to, let's say, come to terms or wrap your mind around what the art of the possible is, well, if you can just accept the small reality that most of us are right now digital immigrants, um, then it allows you to think differently at, uh, around what, what can be achieved. Um, I, think that's, I think that's brilliant. I think that's brilliant. You're absolutely right because we're digital immigrants that are operating in a digitally native world. So, uh, you know, I think we need to come to the reality, no matter how old or young you are, that uh, there's a change. And that change in digital transformation isn't just going to go away with buying new tech. No, ab absolutely, Maria, absolutely. And I think um, that the change is not gonna come, the, the change has already arrived. Um, um, we are now more digitally enabled than we, than we ever have been. I think those organisations that kind of drop, can, that can adopt a, a data-driven leadership mindset. Uh, those leaders that can that can see digital solutions and apply them to, to physical processes to drive business performance. Yeah, I think we'll will win the competitive advantage and we'll protect and maintain 
their competitive advantage, certainly in the, in the short and midterm. Those organisations, those leadership teams that, that don't, uh, well, they won't. Huh? They won't be around. They won't be around. I mean, you know, that, that, that's something that's very clear, which is why this is all exciting times. You know, it's, uh, uh, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this before where the competition is so rife and ready to be plucked by uh, disruptors. And, you know, so, uh, so yeah, everything's up, up in the air. You know what, Keith, thank you so much for, for joining us on this, on this podcast on FinTV. You've covered quite a lot. I think it's really important to talk about recognizing the power of data, getting a data mindset, uh, getting your processes in place. And I think that uh, speaking with organizations like yourselves, that is uh, one of the things that can help companies overcome some of the challenges they face in, in uh, all of the hype that is taking place. But what I really took away from this was the fact that I agree with you. Digital transformation is a dangerous phrase. Uh, so, uh, you know, to get in touch with Keith, you'll have details here. If you'd like to find out a little bit more about this and uh, maybe see how Keith and his uh, team can help you uh, overcome this dangerous phrase. Um, thank you so much. Really appreciate you uh, coming on board to FinTV. Yeah, Maria, it's been great. Thank you. Great. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. See you soon.